When gifts are being given out, who doesn't want to receive a gift? God is the great giver of gifts, and He has something special in store for you. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here, following God, reflecting on His Word, and responding to Him in prayer. If you're new to First 15, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. In season four, we're reading and praying through a few New Testament letters. We started listening to the letter of James in last episode. We introduced briefly some of the themes that James spends time on in the rest of the letter. And today, we're going to focus on wisdom and how to get it. It turns out to be different than what I always thought. The letter from James is part of the general letters of the New Testament. In these five chapters, or 108 total verses, James addresses five or six main topics. The teaching, encouragement, and advice that he offers is memorable and hard-hitting at the same time. The intent of our podcast is much like James's letter, to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. I'm really excited about today's episode because it focuses so much on some of the key concerns that are part of First 15. We're going to read James and just listen to the scripture before praying it back to God rather than going into a full-on Bible study. I pray you get a lot out of it. Let's listen now to the last 11 verses from chapter 1 of James. Every good gift And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no shadow, cast by variation or change of position. Of his own will he gave birth to us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. For human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness, receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, they are like someone looking at their face in a mirror, For they see themselves and then go away and immediately forget what kind of person they are. But the one who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, that one will be blessed in what they do. If anyone among you thinks of themselves as religious while they don't bridle their tongue, but deceives their heart, this person's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. When gifts are being given out, who doesn't want to receive a gift? Well, What if you find out someone is giving you a gift that was actually seized or stolen from someone else? It's not so enjoyable then, is it? 
You may think that's unlikely to happen or maybe an isolated occurrence, but it's actually happened countless times if you're willing to do a little digging in history. In Nazi Germany, great wealth was seized from Jews before they were sent to death camps. In colonial and early America, land was stolen from Indians and treaties were not often honored. In pre-Columbian Central America, people offered gifts to their gods, which were actually live human sacrifices of prisoners seized in battle. We can multiply many more examples on both large and small scales. James says every good thing given, every perfect gift comes from God, who is light and in whom there is no darkness at all, just like John 1 and also chapters 8 and 9 and 1 John 1 all say, this gift is good and it comes from goodness. There's nothing shady or crooked about it. Does James have anything specific in mind? What is a good gift that he might be thinking of? Earlier in James 1, we already heard him say, If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and without finding fault, and it will be given. Just be sure to ask in faith, believing God will come through for you. That's verse 5 of chapter 1. Let that sink in. God is generous and ready to give you wisdom. It's there for the asking. Here's some of that wisdom that's there for you, if you'll just ask. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Verse 19. In my business, I teach people about emotional intelligence and how to develop it. There is a lot of wisdom for emotional intelligence in that short line, James 1, 19. It's like a gold bar being handed to you, and you don't even realize the full value of it. James even adds, human anger doesn't produce God's righteousness. Our emotions are one of God's gifts, but far too often we don't recognize the gift or use the gift very well. Jesus used anger to speak out against injustice and to call out self-righteousness. He knew that human anger alone won't get you to God's righteous plans. Well, James has even more wisdom to share. He says, if you want to receive wisdom, first you need to go to the source, and then you have to humble yourself. The source of wisdom is God's Word, and receiving it humbly is crucial. James has more to say about being humble in chapter 4, which we'll hear about in a future episode. For now, he goes on to emphasize another point. As a young man, I had the chance to study the Bible in depth at the university, to learn the languages, to study the culture and history, and just the whole tradition of interpretation of those who have come before me in biblical studies. I got some really valuable tools and experiences out of that, but there was still something missing. I became pretty good at hearing and asking questions of the Word, but doing what it says is where you really grow. The summer that I spent working in the inner city among the urban poor gave me a chance to do more of the Word 
taking trips to learn about the world and to support the work of missionaries on the field also gave me more opportunity to see God's Word at work. Now, these past 30 years that I've been in the working world, as well as getting married, starting a family, moving from one country to another, moving from one career field to another, have all given me the chance to work on doing the Word. I don't consider myself a great doer of the Word, but I have no doubt that doing the Word is the true test of how well you heard the Word. James says if you listen to the Word and then do nothing, you're like a person who looks in the mirror and then goes away and forgets immediately what you saw. Can you imagine looking in the mirror every morning and then walking away without doing anything at all about what you saw? No washing of the face, no combing of your hair, no makeup, no shaving, no grooming at all, just glimpse and go. It's really hard to imagine why someone would bother. So why read the Word, have a quiet time regularly, and then fail to apply it to your life? What if someone looked at the mirror once when they were young, then didn't go back because they've already done it, they say. They assumed what they saw once is all there is to see, so they never return. Well, it's a pretty ridiculous image. Of course you go back because your face and hair need daily attention, and they gradually change over time. We need to give the Word repeated attention because there's always something to learn from it. Our understanding and our practice of it changes over time. We spend time meditating on the Word because wisdom comes from sustained attention and repeated inquiries, which means asking questions over and over of God's Word and letting it ask questions of us in our life about are we really doing it or do we really get the point and do we show fruit from that engagement with it. You know, when I get ready to record these podcasts, I try to spend time in the Word repeatedly and ask questions of it while meditating on it and thinking about, as well as reflecting on my own experience. If there's any wisdom here on these podcasts, it's because God gave it, not because I'm smart. But the same wisdom that I receive, it's there for you. Ask God who gives generously and believe that He will teach you and lead you into it. Let's pray. God, give me a heart of wisdom. I ask for wisdom in planning my activities today and choosing what to focus on, how to do the work before me. Lord, I look to your word for light without shadows, trusting in your good gifts. Continue to speak to me throughout the day and bring to mind the truths that I've seen and heard from your word so that I can apply them in time to whatever I'm doing. Make me a doer of your word and make my heart responsive to the needs of the vulnerable God, you are good and full of light. Let me walk in your light today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Today's application, go and do the word. Just say a prayer. God, don't let me forget what I saw and what I heard. And then look around you for opportunities to practice it. The challenge is following through and doing the right thing. If you want some encouragement in your walk with God, join us on Wednesday mornings for prayer coaching on our Facebook page. You can check that out at Word of Prayer 15 and be sure to like the page if you haven't done that yet on Facebook. If you want more in-depth Bible study, we have a study on Colossians and Philemon called Christ Supreme. Go to wordofprayer.com or visit our Facebook page for more details. Today, walk in wisdom and enjoy God's gift. Blessings.